Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan and you are listening to the Creator Smarts Podcast. This is episode 155 and today we're going to do another solo episode and yeah, because I'm going to tell you about my most recent trip. I just came back from LA uh, where I attended VidCon, my first creator event this year earlier on. In March we went to NAS Summit, I did an episode on that as well and uh, yeah, today I'm just going to share with you why I went to the event and why you might want to attend these kinds of events as well in the future or not. Um, Some of the takeaways and uh, I guess my overall experience, right? So first of all, what is VidCon? Well, it's one of the biggest events for creators. I wanted to say YouTube creators, but this was actually the first year, or this year was actually the first year that the uh, the main sponsor of the event was TikTok. So the number one event for video creators. And uh, yeah, it's also the biggest event. It's about 50,000 attendees. It's huge, like the Anaheim Convention Center, where the event was held is is really big. I've well, I've been to the Canton Fair in China, which is the biggest trade fair in the world, I think. So that one was bigger, but this one is uh, huge as well. And it was mostly for well, so they basically had three tracks, right? They had a community track, which was mostly for fans of the community and wanted to see what's going on in the industry. And then you have uh, creators, the creator track. Uh, those tickets were about two hundred dollars. And then there was the industry track, right? So this is for people who are um, building companies in the industry. So it could either be uh, tech companies or, you know, more ambitious creators who are trying to build a real business rather than just relying off uh, AdSense and creating videos. Uh, yeah, those tickets were more expensive, $800. $800. I got the industry track tickets. Um, so 50000 attendees for the event the industry track was much smaller i'm not really sure haven't really looked it up but i guess that there were only around well maybe a thousand euro who were the industry track and um yeah it's a four-day event three and a half days i should say starts started on wednesday um did it kick off in the uh, in the evening and then it was like three days of uh, full with talks, uh, panel discussions, uh, networking. There was also some uh, meet and greet stuff going on. And uh, yeah, that's basically what the event is. So why did I go? Well, I run a creator podcast, right? On top of that, we also just launched Creator Empires, which is our premium label where we uh, partner up with some of the uh, leading YouTube creators in the education space and we help them build course empires, right? And... Well, if you're in a space and um, if you know YouTubers are essentially your clients or partners in our case, we just have to have a really good understanding of what's going on in the industry, right? What what are people talking about? What are the pain points? And of course, also wanted to meet some of the um, some of the people that we have talked to here on the podcast in person. Right, so we have a very exciting project coming up with um, the guys from Underknown. Um, maybe you remember that we has, had Steve Holford, the CEO, on the podcast here a few weeks ago. Um, he flew his entire team in to um, to the event. It was actually not his entire team, but about fi- uh, twelve of his team members. So I got the opportunity to sit down with them, um, 
have a drink, discuss some business, meet the other guys on the team. And this was actually after, <sighs> yeah, I, had, I hadn't slept for, so it was, I left Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., like local time here in Europe. And then I got to LA at 3 p.m., local time, which was nine hours time difference. So by that time, I had already been awake for almost almost 24 hours. And now without sleeping, like we met actually in uh, in Disneyland, or in the resort at least, like the hotel area. We went for a drink. We discussed business there. I came back to my hotel at like midnight. I hadn't slept for 30 hours. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it was just, I don't know, just doing this kind of things gives you so much adrenaline, so much energy. Um, that was great to catch up with them. And then also met some of the guys from our Inner Circle community. Um, we'll talk a bit more about that. So that's one of the reasons that I went, of course, meeting people in person, because that's what makes everything just more fun, right? Like, most of us, I guess if you're listening to this podcast, you also work remotely, right? And most of the time, it's just you. And I think going to these events and actually meeting people in person just makes everything more real, makes everything more fun. So I think it's very important to do that. Um, yeah, that was uh, mostly it. Meeting people in person and uh, market research. Um, it is a great event for networking. But it's better if you already know some people before you go there. Because VidCon, as I said, is just huge, right? And it's not that kind of event where you just go, you know, randomly approach strangers and ask what they do. I mean, it's something that you can do. It's a networking event after all, right? But it's just so big that it's not something that you... It feels very natural to do. At least that's what my experience was. I noticed that at um, at NAS Summit, which was much smaller, there was only 400 participants, it was much easier to approach other people and ask what they were up to and what they do. So, yeah, at VidCon, it's, it's good for networking. Um, but, yeah, ideally you go there. Ideally, you already know some people before you go there. Where the real networking happens... Is at the um, is at the parties in the evenings. So like TikTok organized a party, and then like YouTube also had uh, its own launch there, where I guess if you are a YouTuber or if you have a big audience, yeah, you could have gotten access to that as well. And um, I didn't have access to that launch. So if you have a significant significant audience and you want to go to those events, I highly recommend to uh, to check out whether you can get access to those launches and those private parties as well because that's where most of the uh, most interesting networking happens i guess right so some of the takeaways Oof. there were so many talks i don't even know how many i guess hundreds because it's like multiple multiple tracks and then multiple rooms in every track uh, four day events so you know it's it's impossible to know exactly what was being said and in, in all the what people talked about, but I went to a few talks. Uh, one was about the future of uh, online communities. They talked a lot about so-called DAOs, decentralized autonomous organization. 
I'm not even sure. I would have to Google shit. I should have done my research for this, <laughs> for this episode. But about the future of online communities and how it's gonna be more decentralized. At least that's what the uh, what the uh, the guys on the panel discussions were um, were saying. Um, also went to a talk of Zana Purvis, if I pronounce that name correctly. Um, she works at Duolingo and she's basically a head of uh, a social media strategy. And um, she grew the Duolingo TikTok account from zero to 4 million followers in only six months. And she gave a talk and uh, talked about some of, well, how she did it, basically, right? Um, yeah, there was a few more talks. There was also um, um, lots of panel discussions about how to avoid, how to stay in good mental health, health how to not be overwhelmed, how to deal with haters, how to overcome burnout was a big topic. Um, also quite a few talks about Web3, cryptocurrencies and whatnot. So, well, my takeaways is that in general at these events, people are talking a lot about shiny objects, right? And with shiny objects here, I mean... People trying to preach that you need to be on all the platforms, that you need to be on, on TikTok and on, and that you need to do YouTube shorts and you need to do Instagram reels and you also need to be on Snapchat. And there was just so much noise. And then the same thing about with this whole Web3 thing, right? You need to build, you need to build this in the metaverse and you need to build that in the metaverse. It's, I think it's still very early, especially when it comes to all the uh, Web3 stuff. And, you know, I think that so far Web3 hasn't really changed the way creators do business yet. Just not yet. It's, it's interesting. I think it's something to keep paying attention to. Um, you know, we want to know what the latest developments are in the industry. But so far, we haven't really seen a way that Web3 is really changing um, the creator economy or the way creators do business so and then you know about diversifying all the platforms i think and this is just a, i guess a tip for like up, upcoming creators who think that they really need to be on all the platforms and this is something that i've said before on the podcast like the key is to first make your breakthrough on just one platform right become really good at that and then once you get to a level where you're actually making enough money where you can start hiring people a team um, you know those can then repurpose some of that content and try it out on all the platforms do some new experience um, experiments but you don't have to be everywhere from the beginning i think in the end and you know with all the all the trending topics that people are talking about. I think like the foundations of, of online business, um, because that's what we do here at Creator Smarts, right? We talk about how to build how to build online businesses. I think the fundamentals are still the same. You build an audience, you capture leads, right? So you build a mailing list, you figure out what they want and you create the product for them. And then you repeat that process multiple times so that you eventually can start building out an entire course ecosystem because that's still what works, right? Um, we help YouTubers in the education space build course empires 
and that's how the process is and lots of things are changing in the space yeah youtube shorts um uh, web 3 all that stuff it's still very early i see people i do see people who have really leveraged youtube shorts to to grow their audience and actually to to grow their to, to, to create more fans it's it's a really top of funnel approach i think a good example of that is marina mogilko um, whom I actually managed to hang out with quite a bit uh, at VidCom. Like her shorts are going absolutely viral almost every single time. And it has really boosted and, um, her YouTube channels because she runs three have really exploded as a result of that. So I think can be a very interesting top of funnel approach. But yeah, if, if you're just focusing on, on TikTok or just on shorts, it's very hard to turn that into a business. Um, there was a TikToker. This is something like an article that, went, that was circulating on LinkedIn. There was a TikToker with, a TikToker with multiple millions of followers uh, who had a meet and greet and nobody showed up. And, you know, it's, it's kind of mean to... <laughs> You know, to, to call that out, but I, th I, th I think it's important to keep in mind that all the short form content is it's good. It can be a good top of funnel approach, but it's not how you create super fans. If you want to create super fans, you need long form content, and you eventually need you know a more intimate environment to connect with them in the in the form of a mailing list. It can also be a private community, of course or um or have a course i think those fundamentals have not changed yet um let me see yeah and another thing another takeaway is that this industry is real and it's huge vidcon had so many sponsors uh so many companies who were represented there so many people who showed up uh, it just gives you you know, it just shows that this credit economy thing is real and it's huge and so many companies are involved in trying to take advantage of what's happening in the industry. And um, that's just very inspiring, uh, energizing to, to see that, to experience that. So, my experience, was it worth it? So, I was earlier, before I was talking, earlier on, at the beginning of this episode, I was talking about the... Uh, personal connections right so yeah so for me i th I think it, it was definitely worth it even though i spent two hours on the plane to only be to only be there for like three days nine hour time difference is also expensive i have to say so like a flight from from europe to la a thousand euros and that's economy class of course um and then also the venue is quite far away from the airport it's like a one hour taxi ride and when I was there, I don't know what was going on, but it was like peak hour in Los Angeles, so 5 p.m. Uh, a taxi was like $180. Public transportation in the U.S. is really shit, right? So taxi or an Uber or Lyft is the best way to uh, to get around. Um, hotels in the area are also extremely expensive. I paid $300 per night for a three-star hotel. And then food is another thing. Like at VidCon, I just listened to... Uh, uh, Colin and Samir, by the way, to their latest podcast episode, they also talked about VidCon, and they mentioned that they uh, that they paid twenty dollars for a, for a falafel, and it's funny because that's I actually had the same experience. I posted it on my Instagram account. So you pay like 
I think it was $18 for like a, a falafel from a food truck, like very average quality. And on top of that, you have to you have to get tips, right, in the States. So it's, um, um, you have to pay the price. I mean, literally, uh, a trip there from Europe is going to cost you at least, like I'm talking about like a five-day trip, right? It's going to cost you at least three, three and a half thousand dollars. Um, you're going to be, you're going to be exhausted when you come back because of the time difference, right? And um, there's also op- opportunity costs, right? Because the time you're there, you cannot actually work on your business. Um, so there's definitely a sacrifice that you have to make as a European, I guess even as an American, right? Because you have to possibly fly to the other side of the country. Um, I do think that it, it is worth it. I mean, for me, for, for sure, as somebody who works in the industry, because... Yeah, that it's the only way to. Sometimes it's the only way to get hold of people, right? I mean, we do work with with YouTubers, as I said, and it's um, it's very dim. You know, if you have a significant audience, you know that it's very difficult for other people to reach you. <laughs> I mean, your 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 mailbox is probably probably blowing up every single day, right? So there's, there's so much noise in that mailbox, and uh, I realize that as well. And sometimes the best way to connect is just to approach them. And uh, I start an interesting conversation, right? Um, it's also just fun. As I said, I managed to hang out quite a bit with uh, Marina Mogilko, who, who we had on the podcast, with Steve from Underknown, who we also had on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, Nate was there from Channel Makers, who's also in our inner circle. was actually really unexpected because they only found out that he was there uh, on the first day, like after I arrived. So we decided to meet up in a Marriott and uh, we had a really interesting conversation, so that was really cool. Um, I met Hussein, uh, yeah, he's the uh, the mastermind behind Interesting Engineering. If you haven't heard about that, just go to Google or LinkedIn or YouTube, search for Interesting Engineering. He built this huge, it's almost like a, a news outlet for people in the uh, in the engineering space. Yes, like 12 million followers on LinkedIn. Um, uh, sorry, on Facebook, 2 million on LinkedIn. He built this huge empire, and he's actually from Turkey. And uh, he started it uh, in the form of a blog like 12 years ago in a small village near the Syrian border. And um, actually, we're actually going to have him on a podcast in a few weeks from now. And... Uh, yeah, he's going to share with us how he turned his blog into what's now a real media empire. Um, so, yeah, I got to time. Actually, I met him a few weeks, a few months ago, like last month in Istanbul. I went for a coffee and it was funny to meet him again in uh, in L.A. And, uh, yeah, more about that later on the podcast. Um it was also fun to see Lauren and Joshua from the Creator Uploads podcast on stage. They were basically uh, presenting the um, the industry track. Uh, make sure to check out that podcast as well, by the way, Creator Upload. They talk a lot about what's happening in the industry. Um, I saw Colin and Samir speak on stage. Um, yeah, those guys are doing great stuff. Check out that podcast as well or their YouTube channel if you haven't done that yet. And um, I missed Mr. Beast's talk. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Beast was there as well, apparently. But it um, it conflicted with another talk. And uh, yeah, I, I missed out on that. But um, 
Oh yeah, and I also, by the way, I m- managed to meet the um, the biggest Dutch YouTuber, Quabblecop. About what does he have? Like twelve million subscribers. He, uh, he he has a gaming channel. It was very random. I was actually hanging out with somebody else who all of a sudden was approached and shake shake the hand with shook a hand, shake the hand. That's a disadvantage of doing a, a language in your in your second <laughs> your second language, right? Is it shook? He shaked, no, he shaked, yeah. He shaked the hand of uh, of a person, and I looked at who this person was, and it turned out to be uh, uh, Quabble Cop, uh, Jordi. Very, yeah, all of a sudden, I saw this famili- familiar face. I was like, hey, that that's funny. So, yeah, that that's really the um, the power of, of going to those events. I mean, that's where it's happening. That's where you get the insider information. That's where you make that personal connection. And I think that if you're... I mean, yeah, you can definitely build a creator brand or become a successful creator, you know, in an isolated area, just doing it all by yourself. But um, yeah, if you are a company that's active in the industry, you have to be there. And also just if you're a creator and you want to, you know, socialize a bit, then you have to come to those kind of events. And in case you missed VidCon, then I recommend you to check out Vid Summit as well. It's also going to take place in LA in September. It's going to be much smaller. I think there's only a thousand spots. And um, yeah, all the big names. I mean, you can go to the website. All the big names are, are going to be there. Um, I signed up as well. So actually going there with uh, some of our partners. And uh, that's going to be really fun. So yeah, I just hope that you, uh, you got an idea of what it was all about and whether this could be something for you next time and um, yeah let me know what you think and let me know next time you go to one of these events because I will probably be there as well thanks for listening ciao ciao